Evil Squid Comics Podcast, Season 4, Episode 21. I am Drew, and I am joined by Don. Scott. And Scott. We get together every couple weeks, and we talk about comic books, TV shows, movies, of which there are none, but you know, all that good stuff. Nobody goes to them now. Nobody goes to movies. Black Adam's coming out. Yeah, it's Rotten Tomatoes score sucks. Does it? Yes. It is not getting good buzz. Not good buzz, which is too bad because I thought it actually looked kind of good. Yeah, I thought it looked. Kinda I was all jazzed good. about the JSA and some Black so, Adam action, but no. Does it no? start tomorrow? Uh, I believe so. I yeah, think I mean, Fridays. depends what you call like a Thursday preview night. Do you call that starting the next day? I mean, so I, I should know. be at the Warren tomorrow handing out flyers. You should. It'll be the premiere. Oh, the hardcore. Good. Why don't you just put up flyers all over the Warren? Slap them around there. Are they going to let you go there to hand out flyers? Because <laughs> they usually have like a no soliciting sign. I haven't asked them. Oh, well, you know. No, no time like the present. I mean, is a security guard going to come out with their little car and run yes, you off? Yes, they I'm, will I'm, come out with security and run you off. If, if I'm staffing flyers under windows, windshields? Yes, they absolutely will. How do I, you know? Have you done it? No, but I've seen the security at this place, and that's exactly what they live for, is to squash little bugs like you. Wow. I think they, <coughs> I think they are more open to it. I just haven't approached them because... Cool. Yeah. That's what you should do, though, is just start sticking them around like at uh, Walmart and <laughs> Target parking lots and whatnot. Just stick them under I the... think that's frowned upon. I, hey, I was at Target out there at uh, Greenwich... Yeah, and I came out, and there was something under my freaking windshield. Yeah, it was a parking so, ticket. <laughs> it was a parking. Yeah. It was not a. I would ticket. go to churches because it seems like at church you always get weird flyers on your cars. Right. So yeah, I think churches. Oh yeah, I can. I think they'll churches... look at that flyer and think it's some type of Satanist cult. Come on. <laughs> I could, no, I could make a new flyer and I could say. Jesus loves comics. <laughs> Jesus says. I think you should make capital. a specific flyer for each place you put them on, so yeah. like it caters to that demographic. <laughs> Jesus loves comics. Oh God, I can't imagine trying to sell my stuff to the Christian right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey so, man. Anyway, asses and seats. That's all I need. That's, that's all, all you need. need. I don't care. There you I go. just want ticket sales. Yeah, that's right. If we get a million ticket sales, then I could retire. I got a million ticket sales I can retire. Really? I don't think you've done the math. <laughs> <laughs> a million tickets at $10, that's $10 million. Oh, yeah. You probably have done the math. That's pretty good. You get all that money? Right Are you now. making $10 profit on each ticket? No, but I mean, okay, it's seven, eight. Eight bucks profit? Well, yeah, hmm? you might be able to. Cool. I could probably retire on eight million. Oh, I know, I could. Give me two, and I think I'm good. At this point, I could probably handle a million. <laughs> nice. Just saying. That's fair. All right. Cool, yo. Wow, that was a tangent. Tangent. All right. Wow, silence. We don't get that very often on this podcast. All right, what did everybody watch? I finished Better Call Let's Saul. Let's start with movies. Yeah. We'll start with film, TV, then comics. I started with the end of the movie, Better Call Saul. <laughs> nice. All right, we'll do TV first. And no, that's fine. I no, no, that's fine. I watched Ends. Oh, okay, Halloween ends. Every, nobody liked the ending, apparently. Did you like the ending? I know. That whole movie was garbage. <laughs> garbage. It was garbage. <laughs> Except for, uh, what's her name? Jamie Lee Curtis? Yeah, she's cool in it. Well, that's cool. I hope it ends. 
it needs to end. Oh, it's not going to end. Well, this is this is the end of this trilogy. They'll start another trilogy. You know How many versions of Curse is good in? What? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, was she in I that? Seen that? I haven't she seen that. I haven't seen that. Oh my god! You guys haven't seen that? Did you find that? Did you? See it on some magical thing we're not supposed to ask about because mm-hmm. the yeah. sirens will come or something. No, but no. I just see it on something that it's not magical legal. and not streaming at the moment. Yeah, it's not streaming. You know, it's weird with Scott, Scott has his own private theater. He just he has like a whole room in his basement, and he just has like the old reel. He's got like a <laughs> projection booth, like up. He just he just buys the movie reels when they go away. We call these I'm in this weird space. Like, okay, if I see a movie in the theater, I see it in the theater. If I don't see it in the theater, and it doesn't immediately come to like a streaming service, of which I have every streaming service, I'm kind of at a loss yeah. how to watch that movie because I don't want to buy it. Digitally, because that's full price. They're like twenty five bucks or whatever, right? Or twenty bucks. I don't want to pay that. Much. You don't want to rent it on Amazon. I don't. Wanna, I think renting it digitally is so much more expensive. It's like oh, six bucks or whatever. It's like I, up there. But... Like I looked at Bullet Train to rent Bullet Train. It's like six bucks. I'm like, ah, that seems like a lot. Because I used to go to the video store because there was a family video in town. That's where I was going for a while, and they closed down. And it was like three bucks, and you always got like a deal, like rent one get one free or whatever. I guess I can go to Redbox, but I'm really lazy. Like, I'm so lazy, I don't actually want to go to Redbox. Well, you're paying for the convenience of renting it. And at this point in time, I actually don't even have a DVD player hooked up to my primary TV. Six dollars to rent a movie digitally that you and somebody else could watch if you wanted to in your house. It's not a bad price, really. Or seven dollars for even a matinee show anymore at a movie theater. So yeah. Okay. I'm not saying six bucks is actually that bad of a price. It's not. I told. I mean, it's not so much being cheap. It's just. Yeah, it well, is. here's the other thing. <laughs> it's like usually when I try to watch a movie, I'll fall asleep. So I gotta like restart it. Or and if I rent it digitally, I don't know how that works. Like you can keep watching it for like as many times as you want over a over a twenty four hour, hour period once yeah. you start it. So. Yeah. But if I start watching at nine o'clock one night, Scott, and I fall asleep, I can't start watching again until nine o'clock the next night. Then I'm effed. Yeah. Well, you'd have to watch it before 9 o'clock. That's not when I watch stuff, Scott. I watch it at 9 o'clock. Okay. I need it for 48 hours. You get it for 24 or 48? I don't know. It might be 48. It probably depends on... If it's 48, I might be able to make it work. It might be. It's probably dependent on the movie and the streaming service, so... You're, like, really high maintenance tonight. I kind of am. Like... I am? You need to just splurge and spend the 20 bucks and buy the damn movie. Oh, that's too much for a movie. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. I don't even know if I'd like it yet. Although I did think about buying Clerks 3 just to watch it. Because you can't rent it, but you can buy it. You can't rent it, but you can buy it. Which is stupid. Why don't you just let me do either? I want to own it. They want to people. Because they know suckers like me are like, oh, 15 bucks to own it? I'm sure I'll like Clerks 3. I thought you said it was 20. Most are, but Clerks 3 was a little bit discounted. It was only 15. See, so it's only 11 more than, or no, what? Nine more. Nine Nine. more than the uh, renting. Yeah. So and you can watch it over and over. That's and over. right. Yeah. Then you can fall asleep I'll watch it as many times as and you I want. can rewatch. For yeah, that's of, perfect for the rest of your life. But long Clerks sort that is two is pretty bad, and yeah. so I'm not sure I totally sold on Clerks. 3. So was Jay and Silent Bob Strike. No, back that one was great. The J- Strikes Back was cool. The reboot yeah. one was not very good. Was that it? Is that what you're talking about? The, the newer, remember. the newest one, the latest one. Yeah, it was not very good, oh, yeah. but it was watchable. I just enjoyed all the it cameos. Was. Yeah, but that's the like only thing it was you all fan for. service. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch and I enjoyed Chris that. Helmsworth as the 
yeah. freaking hologram Thor or whatever. Yeah, like I could. I mean, it was bad, but I I appreciated the fan service. But yeah. All right, we're just talking about a bunch of movies we haven't watched. That's true. So Halloween Inn is not good. Mm. I I don't I didn't care. Right. What films did you watch, Scott? I watched. Well, I don't know about films, but kind of in this documentary type realm of things. Uh, the Eat the Rich I finished off, which was the GameStop uh, stock, yeah. and kind of the whole things about that. It's actually pretty good. It's done by. I, it's on Netflix and it's done by some of those other guys that do documentary type stuff. So it moves pretty fast and you know got their own little uh, what you know kind of funny stuff in between so so it's it's pretty good it's only like three little episodes um i watched the redeem team uh and it's it's a documentary on netflix and it's only like an hour and a half or something but uh it's it's about the well yeah the uh did they have the quote from kobe bryant it's like i'm tired of watching you guys lose so i guess i'm gonna join the team i believe it was yes they do talk to kobe quite a bit and i'm pretty sure they pull that quote out that (laughs) That Kobe said he was explaining so, what it was. I don't know what it is, and then you so, interrupted him. So, so it's a it's the Olympic, team. and he's talking about movie TV. I shows. did talk about that TV show. You said I apologize. Movies. Yeah, everything he's talked about's been the TV show. I, no, I redeemed film. redeemed team is not. It's, it's a documentary. It's a documentary film. film. Oh, Eat the Rich so, was probably a series. Eat the Rich was a three part so series. I, I gave so, him that one, yeah. but then I, he jumped into film, so I'm letting him yep, go. Yep. Yeah, I knew that you were going to give me crap about that Eat the Rich, so that's why I tried to jump over to the Redeem team real quick and hopefully just pass this. Pass it over, yeah. I was going to let it slide. Not me. And just keep it going. I got yelled at So I'm trying to talk about TV. So now I yell at you for interrupting me, but no. Um, Redeem team is an Olympic basketball team that happened there in, what was it, the early 2000s or something like that. 2008, probably? Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, in which it was after... The Olympic team lost. They got bronze. Yeah, got bronze and things. And then they were continuing to lose even on the world uh, championship (laughs) circuit as well. And so they're like, we got to get this under control. And so it's when they brought in Mike K. America can't lose. Yeah, so they brought in Mike K. Shashevsky. Yeah, to Shashevsky or however you pronounce it. Shashevsky. So K is silent. There you go. They brought him in to... Uh, coached the team and they, and they had, actually got good players they had like lebron Dwayne wade um who else was on there kobe bryant well the funny thing is Michael that Jordan. kobe was not there at first but when they went as a team to their first world championships yeah. and then lost <laughs> in the gold medal or the the championship game then they were like, well, we're still not quite there. And they were like, well, who can we call? Hey, what about Kobe? Let's see if we can talk about it. And then I think that's when they kind of do the quote of, yeah, sure. I'm tired of seeing you guys lose. So that he jumps in there. But it's kind of funny throughout the whole thing because they bring Kobe in. And Kobe's like just this. Dennis Rodman. Matt no. Johnson. No. No. no Clive no, Drexler. Hey, man, you're th- back in your nineties. No shit. <laughs> 1890s or something there but anyway Very uh they bring in kobe and kobe is like this silent leader you know everybody looks to him because he is the old guard but he's still like just lights out you know because he's in that still later end of his prime i guess and he just he's just leading by example you know he's playing crazy defense in their scrimmages you know whatever else 
But the the rest of them are kind of like they have this area where they're like, yeah, Kobe doesn't say anything to us, you know, and stuff. And so there's one night they all went out because they're like in Vegas practicing, you know, and stuff. And so they go out and whatever. Kobe doesn't show up, you know, with them with the rest of the team. And they come back and they're coming back, of course, like 4 a.m., you know, type things come stumbling back to the rooms. And as they're waiting for the elevator, who shows up out of the elevator? Kobe, all in his gym workout stuff. <laughs> and he's going to work out at 4 a.m. And they're like what the fuck you know and stuff and carmelo anthony he's like yeah we all respected him a lot i don't get up at 4 a.m i didn't go down there and join him but they they, it, they just said that after that that you know like two days or a couple days later lebron's down there with him then you know Dwayne and lebron and then some of the others you know and things of that nature were all down there with him you know practice you know working out and everything before that but they said that lebron was like the noisy guy yelling at everybody yeah. and Kobe was just like the quiet, whatever yeah. um, we're going to get this done. And he just, he, he just roll somebody over on defense and not really say anything. And you know, LeBron's yelling, go over here, go there, whatever else. But they said that they were afraid how those two guys would get along, yeah. you know, being both kind of alpha dogs. And they said that they got along just great because they had a different leadership styles and things so it's it's pretty good if you like basketball and that type of stuff you know the I'm NBA also to watch that it's got so. kind of sold to me I like basketball but mm. there you go okay that's my only movie well, okay cool I don't think I I guess Werewolf by Night would you consider that a movie did I've you watch that it, one at all yeah. it's only 50 minutes it's only one episode it's not like a bunch of things but it's uh, It'd be a movie. it's pretty good you got the introduction of Man Thing or whatever in it, so Man. he already was in a Marvel movie. Was he, he? he had his own movie. Oh, oh man. that part of the Marvel man. Cinematic Universe was. Look he? it up. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> but not part of the Cinematic Universe. Like a TV movie. Not part of the MCU. I don't know. Was it? Probably not technically. Sure. Okay. Story. Was Daredevil part of the MCU? The movie. The t- well, the movie no. Okay, then no, probably no. not. No, the MCU didn't start. It I don't know. Iron Man. Come Maybe on. it was part of the MCU. Was it post Iron Man or not? It's probably pre Iron Man. I assume I didn't even know there was such a thing. So it's definitely not part of the MCU. Okay. Now that I thought about it, no. Okay. I don't think it made it to theaters. What? Probably so. Man Thing. The Man Thing. What movie. do you mean it didn't make it to theaters? Like I think it was so bad they just like did direct it direct to video, direct to video or something. Day. I never saw. But it anyway, Werewolf by Night's pretty good. It's not bad. It's it's short enough that it goes by pretty quick, and mm-hmm. you know it's two thousand five. So. Okay, Iron Man was two thousand eight, so I guess it was, it was just before that. There you go. Watch it was the first MCU movie. Because got... is Blade not MCU? Mm-mm. It's seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, seventeen percent. It made one point one million at the box office. Well, I guess it did make it to some theaters. There you go. Two thousand five. I've never even heard of it. You never heard of that? Me neither. Who's wow. That? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Brett Leonard. Jack Thompson. <laughs> yep. Matthew Lenevez. That's a nobody. Patrick Thompson. Cool. But yeah, there's a Manting movie, Rachel 2005. I'll be damned. Okay. This Is guy. Inhumans MCU? I think that crappy thing might be. Technically, it is, isn't it? Well, it was a series. Is Man Thing in the MCU? (laughs) He is live action debut in the film Man Thing 2005, played by Conan Stevens. 
He later appeared in the Marvel Cinematic Universe television special Werewolf by Night in 2022. Yes. It's the same guy, actor? Or Man-Thing did? Okay. Man-Thing. Yeah. I think Inhumans is supposed to be part of it. Well, but I don't know, because they don't consider Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.s, I think, technically part of the MCU. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? It's got Agent Coulson. It does have Coulson, but I don't think that they were saying that it was necessarily part of it. Who's stronger, Man-Thing or Swamp? Thing? No, just, I thought that's what it said, but it said Swamp question mark. Oh, uh, I think he meant Swamp Thing. It's I definitely Swamp Thing. Who's too stronger, man or Swamp? Definitely Swamp Thing. <laughs> Look, that's cool. what it says. I, do, I, I believe We believe you. you. All right, so another films? I'm trying to think if I watched a film or not. Swamp Thing. He's just way more powerful. I'm sure I did watch With his power over the green. Probably has complete control over... I'm sure I'll think of it later what I watched. As we talk about TV shows, probably. Yes. Exactly. All right, TV shows. What do we watch TV show-wise? Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. I finished it. I'm done with it. Was it as good as the Breaking Bad finale? Like, did it finish as strong? Mm, Did they finally figure out what he's doing in that uh, Cinnabon? He's working. What? He's obviously on the run, hiding. Me, the viewer. Does the viewer get to figure out what that whole scene is about? Yeah, him running. Okay. Who he's running from, all that. Is all that cleared up? The FBI. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Cool. I thought he was running from the cartel, maybe. Uh, No, I'm pretty sure. I don't think the cartel's still alive, is it? Didn't they, like, destroy the cartel? You watched the show. I don't know. I haven't seen the last No, I'm talking about him Breaking Bad. I'm not talking about Breaking Bad. I'm talking about Better Call Saul. I know. At the end of Breaking Bad, he ran. Better Call Saul, dude. Saul Goodman did? Saul Goodman ran at the end of Breaking Bad, didn't yeah. he? So are you saying that the Cinnabon stuff takes place after Breaking Bad? Yes. Oh, I never got that. <laughs> yes. It's... Oh, wow. Present. That puts a whole new light on things, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it's what's why everything in black and white is after... Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad. How was I supposed to know that? I feel like that's obvious. Why is that obvious? Oh, I haven't watched I any of this I'm stuff. pretty sure it's obvious. Okay. Cool. Because he's on the run after... Don't they show at the very beginning? So here's beginning? the thing. Here's don't the thing, Don. Don't they show Don. at some point... Don't... It's been so long since I've started it. Don't they show at some point him in his office, like, shredding documents and, like, his secretary, like, shredding documents yeah, and stuff? I think so. Okay. That's when all the Breaking Bad shit went down. Okay. Here's the problem. I watched Breaking Bad like five years ago. I know. I don't remember those details. Also, me too. So. I don't know. I just. Cool. Although, I don't know how I knew, but I think Barbara was having trouble with it too. Because she's like, why is this all in black and white? Yeah. This is happening now. It's happening now. We are. This is now. This is now. This is now. When was then? When was then? then. Just 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 missed You just missed it. Oh my God. We've gone plaid. Yes, all the black and white stuff is is after Breaking Bad. It's him on the run hiding from the police. I don't think I care care about what happened to Saul after Breaking Bad. So in the season six, do they have more time in the after present Breaking Bad stuff? So it's quite a bit in that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because so far it's only been like ten minutes of the first episode of each season. There's full episodes, black and white. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. It comes full circle. Apparently it does. 
So I really, so I should do like a Star Wars thing where I should watch Better Call Saul until I get to the black and white, then rewatch all of Breaking Bad and then finish Better Call Saul. Yeah, try to do that. Well, it sounds like you're that's chronological. You're going to be watching 10 minutes. Why don't you just watch the last episode of Breaking Bad and then watch those other parts. Have you seen Breaking Bad? No. Not much happened in the last episode. <laughs> I probably would have missed the important things. Hmm. It's a pretty slow burn. <laughs> <laughs> Saul could have gone on the run like three episodes five? before the. Yes, we just finished season five. What happened at the end of season five? Uh, he doesn't remember. Kim quit her job. Uh huh. Because she was gonna, and then Saul was. They did a assassination tipped on the one uh, cartel guy, the one who came and then went back to Mexico. Lola, Lala. Lalo? Whatever that guy's name is. The one who loves Hector and went back to visit him in his wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. He, you know, he got arrested and then Saul got him out with the right. bail money. And then he went back to Mexico and then Nacho ratted him out, opened the gate, and they tried to assassinate him, but they were unsuccessful. Oh, yeah, that's how it ends. I think that's how the season ends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And then Kim, is it Kim Wexler? She quit her job because I think she thought Saul was going to be her sugar daddy. And then things started going crappy for him because he I thought that... I don't think that's why she quit her job. Whatever. But anyway, she quit her job and then Saul, Saul's stuff started to fall apart a little bit. You think a lot less of Kim Waxler than I do. Do you think she quit her job because she thought she was going to live off the sugar daddy? Well, I mean, why else would she quit her job? Right after he showed her that he had a bunch of money. Where did he get the money? He only got like a hundred thousand. Hundred thousand, but then she was trying to convince him to to do something to get Howard, like in disbarred, so that then they would settle and he would get the rest of his money from the yeah. from the settlement. They're trying to get the and she was manipulating him to do that, trying to convince him that it could be done. So don't tell me that she's not trying to get him to get money so that she doesn't have to work, so she can just do her pro bono stuff. I think she just wants to do pro bono stuff. She I does, but she can only money. do that if she can get Saul to get his money. Mm, you may change your opinion after the okay. sixth season. Are you saying she does not want Saul to get his money? That seems to be what she's working towards. I think she wants Saul to get his money for Saul, not for her. Because I think she knows that Saul, all Saul cares about is money. And if he has enough money, He'll maybe he won't be crap. such a fucking loser, jackass, asshole. Mm. That's what I think. My experience is people get more money, they become more of a loser, jackass, well, asshole. Well, that's true, and he does sort of do so that. So I think she made a tactical error there. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. I don't know how I'm going to watch season six at this point. Buy it. <laughs> No, we, we just had that we conversation. We know how, how excited you are about that. I seriously think you can go on Amazon and buy it for like $10. No, for it's like, season. I checked, it's like 25 uh, well, Maybe they were running a special when I looked, because I swear I found it for $10. The earlier seasons are less. But season mm-hmm. six, they know that people want to watch it now. They don't want to wait for Netflix, so they're jacking up the price. They probably got some algorithm out there figuring out how much they can charge people for it. For maximum profit. It didn't work on you, though. I still might pull the trigger. I'd like to finish oh, that Oh, it series. might work. I, and I think the final season's like 12 or 13 episodes. So. It is a few more episodes. Yeah, so you'd be getting your money's worth. I mean, it's probably well worth it. I mean, it's like 13 hours of television for $25. It's not a bad value. I'll probably do it. 
That's what I've done in the past. When streaming screwed me over, I just go and buy the season. I found the loophole. You did. I know. I don't have cable. You you don't have cable, do you? No. I don't have cable. I have YouTube TV. That's a form of cable. Not really. Okay, whatever. (laughs) You don't have... How do you get how do I local get channels? Antenna. I don't get local channels. You don't have you can get CBS local through Paramount Plus. Really? Yeah. So if you wanted to watch the local news and the weather, you can't. CBS Plus or Paramount Plus? I can watch okay. live CBS. I think it's local. Hmm. I can't watch like ABC or NBC live. Hmm. I have an antenna on the top of my house. Scott has an Can you watch, um, like, the nightly news, or... No. No? Do people watch the nightly news? Nightly news. The Jimmy, five, the six, Jimmy Kimmel. The 5.30 nightly news? Yeah, no, I don't watch Yeah, I do. Sometimes. Jimmy Fallon. Nope, I gave up all that. Huh. Yep. So you just have streaming stuff. That's it. Pretty much. Huh. Look at all the money you're saving. What's interesting is I thought it would really hurt me for watching like sports things, but it seems like I can stream most football games with no problem. Oh, really? Because like, I have a Paramount Plus, which is CBS. A CBS, and they stream. They have like all the main games on there that you can stream. Okay. Um, you know. So they have all of them that they're most, not all for? of them. Yeah, most of the ones but, that they own. Well, yeah, they have on there. Well, because they get the AFC. Correct. So, yeah. do they have every AFC game for the most part? I for wonder? the most part, I wouldn't say every game, oh, but okay. most part. And then uh, I can't watch Monday Night Football because that's ESPN, and you really need a yeah. You need a you need a cable subscription. Is ESPN kind. tied into Disney Plus? No, that's no, it's that's ESPN, ESPN Plus, Plus, which you can't watch regular. But all ESPN. ES, all ESPN Plus is is a bunch of their damn commentary shows for the most part and yeah. things like that. It's no real. It's not very little on the sports front. sports front. So mm. it's, it's yeah. kind of not So it exactly seems like the only way to get ESPN well, is to actually have a subscription to like YouTube TV, Hulu Live, or... Do you uh, watch a lot of football? Not usually. I've been trying to watch the Chiefs this year. Mm. Just because I think Patrick Mahomes is fun to watch. Well, now... You have you have Amazon Prime. So you Which has Thursday night. Which you Thursday. Yeah. But that's the crappiest football of it all. I mean, They had one good Thursday game. Did they? I don't know. Fucking Thursday. But last Thursday was, was pretty bad. And the th- Thursday before that was pretty bad. Yeah. So. I thought the Chiefs played one of the Thursdays. They played the very first one. That's what I'm saying. Chargers. And that yeah. wasn't. A bad game. A bad game. But it still wasn't great. They make a lot of mistakes then and everything, honestly. Mm-hmm. Scott's know. not impressed with Thursday Night Football. I hate Thursday Night Football. Because I, but a lot of it has to do with fantasy as well. Mm-hmm. I hate having to try to set up a lineup already. I know, Monday just ended, you got like Tuesday and Wednesday to get shit together. Well, and then you're just unsure. Well, I got this guy that's questionable that could be in there. I could put this Thursday night guy in there, but he's not near as good as this guy who could play on Saturday or Sunday or whatever. Yeah, it's just, ah, I hate it. And they never do as good on Thursday because they are also screwed up on their schedule because they get used to having like a Monday or Tuesday off and then, you know, some practices and things. Well, now you got to speed up all that timeline. And so then they get out there and they haven't, their body's just not used to, they're used to having certain time to recuperate. I thought there was one team that had to play like a Monday night game and then a Thursday game. (laughs) No. But probably not. They always avoid that. They don't make sure that doesn't happen. But Sunday, Thursday is possible, which only a day Sunday, happens. Thursday happens quite a bit. Yeah. So anyway, 
But yeah, TV shows. I did watch, <clears throat> I finished Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. I did that one as well. Ooh, did you watch it? I watched like 15 minutes of the first episode. Wow, so it's... It was all right. It was okay. I mean, it's I'm not... not a huge fan, but... It's closer to the goodness of The Hobbit than the goodness of The Lord of the Rings, I would say. Oh, yeah, by far. But, um... And I don't know, I felt like their whole reveal of who is Sauron they drug out just too damn yeah, much. And then just did, like, some certain purposeful, you know, misdirection. And, yeah, yeah. so do you think the old guy is Gandalf? Oh, yeah. Or you think he's just another one of that race, the Starry? I, I the thought, Starry well, there's only five of them anyway at that Starry? Yeah. Yeah, which are, the Astari are basically the wizards. Yeah. And there's only five wizards. Saruman, Gandalf, Radagast. The Radagast, the and two. then there's two other, a blue and Radagast, something other. Radagast, he's the one with the things living in his beard. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, yeah, Radagast is the nature dude. There's two others, like a blue and something else. Right, and okay. from what I understand, they live way the hell out, even past the Southlands. And you uh, never, never seen. You never so seen it is probably Gandalf. Okay. Well, and I, he kind of gives it away by his quote there at the end where he says, when in doubt, just follow your nose. Yeah. Which is the same quote from Lord yeah. of the Rings. You know, and it makes sense so. since he's kind of hanging with the hobbits and he has such an yes, affection for hobbits. Yeah. So. But yeah. But I thought that was a bit of a cop-out. So, But okay. anyway, that's just me myself. Yeah, it seemed like it was kind of slow, and then finally episode seven, there was a bunch of battle, and it was kind of all came episode together. Episode six was when the big battle was. Okay, I mean, it was episode six. Then seven was kind of that aftermath, you know, yeah, and everybody that's right. to things. And then finally episode eight, being the last one, was where the they actually started reveal things, rings. and they're actually making rings Yeah. in the very last episode. Like I said, it just... I always thought Sauron made the elven rings, but I guess not. Well... But then I did so, my research. But he, did, he didn't make the elven rings at all. But he made all the other effing rings. Yeah. And then the elves go, shit, we better do something. So they went and made three elven rings. So this one, they're purposely changing it up a little, bit, a little bit. You know, but they said they want people that read the books to be a little... They didn't want them to feel like, we know it all, you know, type yeah. things either. So they're purposely changing some things up. Well, supposedly they've compressed so. everything, too, because I think a lot of the stuff that happens in this series happened over hundreds of years. And yeah. Kind of compressing it. Yeah, but I think that's true, too. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Which is okay. I mean, I'm not, it's... I can't say I'm, like, a huge fan of all the token works anyway. I thought yeah. he was kind of a so-so writer. Yeah. He spent way too much time concentrating on languages and descriptions of the damn freaking fields of green than yeah. actually building up yeah, I'm not you a big know, fan. Yeah, building up like battles and crap of that nature. So, but uh, anyway, I thought it was well done. I thought they put their money in good places. It felt high production value. Yeah, a little yeah. slow, but when it did pick up, it was pretty cool. I'm just not as invested in any of these characters. Right? Oh, absolutely, I would agree with that too. I mean, Gadriel's kind of annoying. Gladrail. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and then Elrond's kind of annoying too. All the elves are kind of annoying. They but, are. Know, think of so it, they were always annoying. They were always so. annoying, but now they're like central characters that are like the main protagonists. And yeah. I'm like, I don't really like, and I don't really like the two Hobbit characters that much. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're not really standing out too much. The best I mean, ones I are like the dwarves. The, yeah, the and dwarves. My, are my wife said that's her favorite part is pretty much the dwarves. Um, and they really weren't in it all that much, you know, either. I kind of like the one elvish archer guy who was in the battle and has a romance mm, with that human I kind of like those characters. No. Legolas? He's like Legolas, but he's not. No, I, he's I, the I one that like they him. had the whole freaking 
piss off racial fit about. Yeah, because he's darker skinned. Because he's a darker skinned elf. Oh my god, he's still a pretty boy. Come on, I mean, yeah. give us a break. But he's so. he's kind of cool, and so I mean, but yeah, there's just not none of the characters are really grabbing me at this point. But it's fine for what it is. Yeah, it's one of those shows we we didn't really need this show at all. Like nothing no. was necessary, and so. I would agree. I would agree. All right, what else are we watching? Andor? Did you watch it? I haven't watched today's episode, but have you watched up to episode six? Okay, so here's the thing, Drew. You have to watch. Say watch in three episode chunks. So watch up to episode six. You have a chance here. Watch episodes one through six. That is your assignment for the next podcast. I'll try. So there you go. It's not that bad because I really need to know your opinion on this. I'm going to get through She-Hulk first. It is really driving me nuts. So All right. I'll I, I got to find it. out. You know? Try and get on it. Have you watched Andor? Mm-mm. No. Okay. I don't care about your opinion. He doesn't care about no. my opinion. <laughs> Only Drews. Do you? Did you like Rogue One? I did. Okay. You should watch the first six episodes as well. Drew didn't so. like Rogue One. I did. I liked Rogue One. I didn't think it was the greatest Star, Star Wars, Wars movie, movie of the second yeah. generation. Mm-hmm. That but most I'm, people. Feel I'm really like curious on what you would think of cool. Andor. You. Yeah. Right. yeah. I th- well, here's my thing. I think you should watch the first six of them as well. But, but I think that I think that opinion. well because I think that you're going to like it. Um, I'm very curious on what he thinks. Whether Gru likes yes, it or not. that's yeah, right. Because I I don't you're know. Not really curious does. about his opinion. You just want to know if he likes it. Well, isn't that the same thing as his really. opinion? A kind of bit? is. So um, I don't know. I mean, okay, maybe not. I I'm, go ahead. No, no. Go. I'm yeah, still, but you may like. You may totally hate it too. I'm not sure. I'm still really enjoying She-Hulk. It's we over. watched. I, I know. I'm, still I'm not caught up. It. I'm still watching it, dude. I'm gonna it enjoy came, it. The last Episode. one came out a week ago. I'm gonna dude, enjoy it because I've only watched the first one. Really? So, but I saw the episode. Well, I mean, I'll, I will get to. I will get to watch it. And will if you I enjoy watch it? it, I'll enjoy. I might enjoy it. Uh, okay. Do you saw like the sitcoms. I love sitcoms. Okay. And you love She-Hulk. That's true. I saw the episode where she had to go to court to get her name back from Titania, which was pretty entertaining. And then I saw the next one where she was at the wedding, and I thought that was fairly entertaining as well. So I'm enjoying it so far. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's good stuff. They get, um, they get some more cameos in and things like they, that. Oh, they had a little Daredevil helmet cameo at the have end you, of the episodes. So, let's see here. You just finished off the one at the wedding? Yeah. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's an episode where you know that... Uh, what abomination Tim Roth uh-huh. she gets him out and that he was going to his his cult his whatever. cult retreat yeah. she has to go visit that and that is that may be my favorite episode oh, of the great. whole freaking thing it's it fucking cracks me up but fucking <laughs> cracks him up but it's good and, then and then I, the, the season finale though I was only so-so on it's it's all is right is it coming back for another one uh it might I wouldn't be surprised hmm. I finished episode two or season two of C S E E. Oh, okay. Is anybody watching that? With Jason Momoa. I did not. My wife watched some of them. She, it's she pretty good. The first, the the first season was a little slow, but I thought it really picked up in the second season. It's kind of going places. I'm mm-hmm. starting to get the hang of it. I think there's just a third season that's. Um, I think it's finished now. So I think it's the, the show's done. I just haven't watched season three. Hmm. I did start House watching. Of Dragon? Anything I haven't started there? that. 
that one's good. I like it. I actually like it more than. Uh, I think everybody said that's kind of the best Thrones. show. Yeah, it's Game of Thrones. You, no, he said I like it more than. Oh no, Game of Thrones. No. Game no, of Lord of the Rings. More, more of, more than Rings of Power. Because Everybody's Rings, comparing, comparing those, two to shows. those two because they came out about the same time. They're both fantasy type things. Mm. So, they really uh, have nothing by far. But but then again, yes, that, uh, Game of Thrones slash House of Dragon is definitely more. I don't know. It feels like it's more adult, but you know, in a way, feels like I'm sure it so, is. So, you know, <laughs> House of Dragon gave it away. The gratuitous nudity. There ain't no but, but here's the thing: is that I don't know that there's as much out. gratuitous nudity, and you know, I know. I feel uh, like we've House of Dragons. That. It's it. It's all about the political type of shifting and who's doing what and who's trying to backstab who. Yeah. You know, type things, which is what made game of thrones really good and sure it's dude they're doing more of it even and the gratuitous nudity house of dragons <laughs> and violence and the yeah violence. the surprise the way that they try to surprise you with some of the violence is pretty good this time around too only one more episode left of that though, i did just Sunday. start a new show castle rock have either of you guys watched i've that? watched the first season of castle did you rock. like it um I, yes you watched the first season you didn't watch season two though I think we did watch bits and pieces of season two, but I couldn't tell you. Because season one is the one about... Who the fuck is the lead in that one? But it's got the guy who play, who's in It or whatever, right? And he's... Well, he played like the clown in It. Is he the guy who's in the prison? He's in the fight? guy who's in the prison. I didn't recognize him. Yeah. He didn't have clown makeup on. And they're like trying to get him to... Out. Out or whatever. Yeah. And I remember watching that one... It's not bad. It seems pretty good so far. Like I'm only one episode in, but it... the next one though was about the uh, season two is like a younger version of the Kathy Bates misery uh, character. That's cool. And it's okay too. I don't know. I mean, it's above average. I, it definitely kept my interest, but right. I can't tell you much now that I've watched <laughs> it. Too about, much of an impression. Yeah, it didn't leave a huge impression. I just remember still thinking. What else are you watching? Okay. I forgot to talk. I could go back to movies. Yeah. But you guys don't care. No, I do care. I watched I um, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Yeah, you're right. I don't care. From 1984 or whatever. Why 2 and not 1? Because I couldn't find 1. <laughs> like, on your... Okay, no. So, here, actually, <laughs> there there's an interesting story. Okay. So, there's a guy that I work with, and he was talking about this meme or something on TikTok or whatever, and it's a scene from... Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. And it pops up every time, every so often. So he showed it to me and it looked terrible, but funny. So I'm like, ooh, I need to watch this movie. So I watched it. Then, I watched two. There's like four or five of them. There's literally like four or five of these movies. It was movies. the 80s. They kept making those oh, things. Oh, yeah. They're so bad. I mean, they're still making Chucky they're TV shows. so bad, but it's hilarious. But so, anyway. Halloween. Number right one... Out. I couldn't find it. At least the first Halloween but was good, though. number one, it, they rehash all of number one, I think, in number two. So I don't know what the point of number two was, because it was just a rehash of number one. Cashola. That's true. Evil Dead, one and two. Yeah, pretty much the same movie. Yes. It really is. Um, so I watched that, and I'm watching... I'm, I'm watching The Omen. I watched The Omen, and I watched The Omen 2, because I've never watched those, and I just started the third one, which the third one has Sam Neill. That's exciting. He plays the bad, he plays Damien, the adult Damien. Oh, nice. 
Yes, a very young... Adult Damien. No, a very young Sam Neill. <laughs> playing an adult Damien. Cool. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I watched those... If you're gonna watch old horror movies, just go on like a John Carpenter kick. Just watch all the John Carpenter I know, things... I've like, never of the seen the thing. Really? I've never seen the thing. I think it's on my Voodoo account. Just it's like on like... You can watch what we do in the shadow. You're talking about the... The Nin- one with Kurt Russell or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never that seen that movie. That is a fantastic movie. I know, I've never seen it. But I don't know how well it's held up. It either. holds up pretty good, actually. Does it? Because the special I mean, effects I, are done pretty well. I remember watching that back and in the day. And, but, I mean, I was a fairly young guy, and that thing, like, left an impression on me. I mean, it is. It's a solid movie. It holds yeah. up good. It's interesting that it was not successful when it first came out, because it's actually Carpenter's, like, best actual film, probably. Yeah, it was on his voodoo account. You remember that old movie, Cat's Eye? Yep. <clears throat> I'd like to rewatch it. I know it's horrible. It's on HBO. I started. I, I have to actually spend I tried time, to though. start watching. I watched like half of it. Well, it's just a bunch of short stories. I know. I love the no smoking one, though. Yes. That's and that's, movie. um, I didn't realize, that's, uh, what's his face? Nope. Um. <laughs> Denzel Washington. <laughs> Sam Neill. No, um. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Oh my god. Who's the guy that plays the clown on Simpsons? Um, Dan Castellay. You know, no, 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 no. I mean, like. Oh, you're talking about Jay and Silent Bob. No, type no, things, no, no, no. The Simpsons, the evil clown or whatever. Like. You're not talking about Chris. The sidekick Bob? Doesn't. Isn't there like. Somebody... You realize The Simpsons is animated. Yes, I know. But it's based on him, and he does the voice. It's not uh, James James Woods. Oh, James Woods. Yeah, James Woods is the guy in the first story where he yeah, tries to. I kind of remember that. Sorry. Yeah. Didn't James Woods do like some kind of an evil? No. Clown on the Simpsons or something. No, James Woods actually did a replacement for a poo, a, in the Quickie Mart because he said he needed to deep dive for a role. Huh. And so he decided to be this. He had some movie role where he needed to be a. What the hell? Freaking... I think it wasn't. Did they do like a a spoof of? What like are the Kate other stories of Kate Fear? Eyes. Yes, but that's Was Kelsey that James Grammer. Wood? No, uh, Kelsey Grammer who plays Silent okay. Bob. I don't know then. Who used to be Krusty the Clown's sidekick? Gotcha. So okay. What was the other stories of Cats? I don't quite remember. Dude, I think I made it through that one, and then I think that's it because I don't remember. Hmm. I think I made it through the smoking story. Have you rewatched Creep Show hmm. too? No, I watched that recently. I would watch, rather watch the first one. Teach hmm. their own, I suppose. The isn't, first one's good too, but isn't the Creep Show one with the dude where he's like scared of bugs or germs? Yeah, and his whole house gets filled with bugs and germs. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, that sounds awful. That's the first one. Hmm. Yeah. That one Creepshow seems 2 better. is pretty good. Is it? I don't know. It's got it like the Indian, where the Indian statue comes to life and kills those guys. Oh, it's like the mummy? Yeah, and then it's got um, the raft one where they're like on the lake and they have to go out to like this like thing and there's this sea monster that's killing them as they try and get out there. It's like teenagers. And the third one is like this lady's driving and she hits some hitchhiker and the hitchhiker like keeps chasing her and, mm. and like, you know, Sounds appearing. familiar. Yeah, it's good stuff. We watched Midnight High on Netflix. That's the is series. the vampire one? Yeah, well, it's 
from the same guy who did what Midnight Mass and the Haunted of Hill, Haunting of Hill House oh, yeah, and yeah. those type of things. I saw it pop up on. It him. is not a vampire thing. Did it's he? more of almost like a a goosebumps or whatever, where they they basically are a bunch of um, terminal teenagers to have cancer and uh, stuff like that, and they get together and they tell little haunted stories to each other and you know things happen and they try to throw in this little bit of a there's some type of little mystic thing or going on but i don't know it's not very good i was not impressed oh, i remember what i watched now vengeance have you guys seen vengeance well, it seems to me that there would be multiple movies with that name but i don't know tom peacock okay peacock. Oh, my, that's the one with the dude from The Office. Yeah, right? it's pretty good. Is it? I haven't watched it. I watched the trailer, and I tried to talk Barbara into maybe watching it, and then we didn't. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's about this... He's B.J. Novak. He's the writer of the, and director of the movie. Okay. And, and he's a, he plays like a, a writer in like New but York. But he like goes back home or something, doesn't well, he? Wants, he's like your typical modern guy, and he like just he gets on the dating apps, hooks up with chicks or whatever, you know. Well, anyway, he's, like, in New York, and he gets a call and says that some girl he looked with died. It's, like, her brother, and he's, like, yeah, I know she she was, like, your girlfriend. He's, like, well, I just kind of hooked up with her a couple times. And they convince him to come down for, like, the uh, funeral because he feels guilty or whatever. And he goes down to, like, Texas. He's kind of like the shadow water, New York mm-hmm. to Texas. And his brother is convinced that she was, like, murdered even though she died of, like, a drug overdose or whatever. Oh, they want to do a podcast. And he wants to do a podcast, so he calls, like, his editor, and she's, like, she's, like, yeah, this actually sounds kind of interesting because he wants to do this whole thing how, like, people don't accept reality if it doesn't fit their narrative. And he wants to do this whole, like, socio, you know, commentary thing about it. And he gets knee-deep in the kind of this thing. I don't know. It's pretty good. Is it pretty good? Okay. I, I mean, did, I did see it on It's a little, like, like it's kind of like something. a thinking man sort of, uh, you know, I don't know. Almost Ashton Kutcher like, is in it. Almost sounds that's, like only murders in the building. That's not a selling though. point for me. Okay. But, yeah, no, it's pretty good. Have you watched Only Murders in the Building? No. I tried. I watched the first couple episodes. episodes. We couldn't get into it. It's pretty funny. I watched most of the first season. Cool. We need to get back. But Vengeance is worth checking out. Cool. I I don't want to build up too much because it's not like the greatest thing ever, but it was pretty pretty decent. We started, what is it, The Watcher on Netflix as well. It's like, it's supposed to be based on a true story about people that move into a house and they're being watched. They get these damn letters from somebody that's telling them they're being watched and what they're doing and whatever else. And so... It makes them paranoid, so they're starting to try to figure out who's doing, who's watching them, you know, and whatever else. And weird people, like, come in and stuff, and they're giving them crap because it's like an older house, and they're basically remodeling it and things, and I don't know. It's one of those things that's just, to me, anxiety-inducing that I really don't need to watch. So, but Brandy's watching it, and I'm kind of... So you should... How come you haven't watched Dahmer yet? Oh, because that just think looks like he, something that he's just not interested. Seems in seems like would freaking drive me nuts, too. Huh. Not everybody's obsessed with serial killers like you. Full Metal Alchemist. That's the latest anime that my son's got us watching right now. So we're about what are we? Twelve episodes in, I think. So. So is when you watch anime with your son, is it stuff he's already watched and he's making you watch, or is it stuff he hasn't watched yet? So far, it's all been stuff that... It's been a bit of, of a mix. Let's go there. Um, when we did Attack on Titan, he had watched the first three seasons. He had not watched season four. Oh, okay. And so we watched all of those, and, and since season four season. was there, so that was all new to him. Um, 
Steins Gate, we watched all that, but he he knew that one. He just loves it, and gotcha. he is right. That is like probably the best anime I've ever seen in my life. Um, the apparently has to watch Fully Cooley. There you go. Watch then why Fully Cooley? And then we Fully watched Cooley. Have you not seen Fully Cooley? I know. No. I've never even heard you of it. You haven't seen Fully Cooley? No. Then we watched um, Castlevania, and he had not seen Castlevania. Yeah. But, I mean, that's borderline. You know, it's yeah, not like, yeah. you know, it's kind of got that style, but yet it's sure. more written by Warren Ellis and stuff, and so it's got a lot of American, you know, what? sensibilities there. Warren Ellis? Yeah. Like the Castlevania Netflix Yes, I know. Series. Don't, huh. you know, watch out, you know. Don't get your expectations high. So. What? Don't get your expectations. No, no, no. I just but I refuse to watch it because he, he's because it's worn out. That's right. I, mean, I thought Ellis he's back. Is, nah, he's not back. I thought oh, he made no. made oh, amends. I don't no. think so. I don't know. What's There's his still name? Like the, the, he restarted his newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. How many subscribers does he have? I'm sure yeah, a lot too. Um, Me no, and the other dude, the the ba- the bastard, Jason Latour. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he sort of tried to make amends, but I don't know. Yeah, I, think I don't know how well it went. Some people aren't convinced of his amends. Oh, well, that's probably going to be there. I don't know. Let's see here. And so now we're on Full Metal Alchemist, which I, Full think, Metal Alchemist. I think he may have seen all this one, but he said that it's been a while, and he actually had forgotten some things that even happened in the first cool. season. So Let's totally uh, check out Fully Cooley. Fully Cooley, huh? F-L-C-L is how it's spelled. F L C L. Yeah, fully cooly. How do you get fully cooly out of F L C L? I don't know, dude. It's anime. What can I say? Full cool. Fully cooly. Is that how they pronounce it in the TV show? I think that's how or, it's referred to. Are you just making it up? Hmm. Okay, I don't know. I, don't know. I can't. I can't All right, F L C L. I don't know. Fully cooly. I do admit though, they have some of the coolest music for some of their openings. Though. Oh, you should totally check out fully cooly. It's just it's got good music. They rock. Yes. So. Well. Then you should have been at um, level, level up. At level him. up, because we sat like... right across from the DJ, and that's all he plays. Plays anime music. Anime music. Well, and I have a funny. Is... Remind me when we are not. You have a funny story. When we are not. We're, podcasting. we're not live. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Live. I understand. Uh, I think that's really about all that I watched, though. There was actually a lot of stuff I watched. Though. Cool. All right. Alright, comic books. I read I read a bunch of comic books. Stuff. Good for you. So I read Kill the Minotaur. Scott wants to talk about Kill the Minotaur. Kill the Minotaur. I don't know that I want to talk about it. I was just telling you what I read. I haven't even read this yet. Yeah, I'm cool. spoil the crap out of it. He's not actually talking about Kill the Minotaur, everybody. Just yes. in case you're like, He actually read Kill the Minotaur. He, he actually read word. that. This is alright. Just alright? Just alright. Uh, I mean, the, the, the art's really good. You know, oh, yeah, the art is good. You know, type stuff. Kind of cool, I guess, maybe some of the twists and turns, but, I mean, the main character is just a freaking Luke Skywalker, Anakin wannabe, you know, or something. I don't know, wine baby. I don't know. I guess Privilege he's a... type thing. I, yeah. Not really bit. sure, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's okay. All right. I don't know. If I was hoping you'd like it say. more than that, but that's fair. Yeah. It's not the greatest thing. And I, I may not, like, heart. really know, like, the full whatever. I don't think that hurts you. Mythology behind it, though, either, but. Yeah. There may be some little things that maybe tie this a little bit better, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Cool. I just enjoyed it as like a simple kind of just a lot of violent action. There is a lot of violence and a lot of action. It was fun. I didn't have very high expectations. I I think so. I didn't have super high expectations, so I think that kind of helped. Okay. Hmm. I read The Human Target. The Human Target. 
Volume Ooh. 1 by Tom King and Greg, Greg Smallwood. And so I basically bought this because of the creators. I could care less about the human target. Have you started this, Don? Uh-uh. Okay. So the human target, he is basically someone you hire to basically disguise themselves as you if you think someone's going to try and kill you. And he actually is a human target for you or protection and then someone tries to kill him and then he catches the person who tries to kill him. So he's like a, basically a human target. That's yeah. his, that's a shtick. So it starts out, he is a human target for Lex Luthor and someone tries to kill Lex Luthor and they catch the person. But before the assassination attempt, he's as Lex Luthor and someone comes and he offers him a drink and he drinks it, blah, blah, blah. Well, it turns out he was poisoned and for whatever reason, he only got, a, I think, I can't remember exactly why, but I think it's because he got shot or, I think he got shot in the assassination tip and he like vomited from like getting hit. So some of the poison came up and so he didn't get a lethal dose. So the poison is slowly killing him and he has like, I don't know, 14 days or something before the poison kills him. Wow. 12 days because it's 12 issues. Each issue is a day. So he has 12 days to figure out who poisoned him and figure out how to stop the poison. Cool. And so, basically, who... But since he was Lex Luthor at the time, it's who would really want to kill Lex Luthor. And, of course, a lot of people want to kill Lex Luthor. Well, somehow, he gets mostly into the... I don't know. You probably don't remember. There was a group, Justice League International, which was like Blue Beetle and Booster Gold and Fire and Ice were these two female characters. And Is anyway, he speaking in English? Yeah. yeah. Even but anyway... I'm it turns, I'm following it turns out that the person who had motive to possibly want to kill Lex Luthor were mostly in Justice League International. Guy Gardner was another one, the Green Lantern. And so each he first kind of hooks up with uh, Ice because they think Ice is the one who has the highest motive because of something Lex Luthor did to her. And so – but they're all coming to Ice's defense and say, Ice would never do that. This isn't her – Actually, no, I, I take it back. It's Fire who had motive. I don't know. Someone had motive. So they're all trying to... <laughs> how well it's, it's did a little, you I read it, this? but it's a little complicated. But anyway, so hey man, it's, he, it's basically a mystery where he's trying to figure out which he is... He is giving one of your reasons here. Yeah. He's trying to figure out who killed him. And every issue is a day. The art's by Greg Smallwood. It's written by Tom King. It's just... It's pretty, and this is where he says, it's good. Just read it. It's really <laughs> solid. I don't remember shit that I read. It's, there's not... I guess, he actually did a way better one than I would have done. No, I guess the uh, the only detriment is there's not a lot of action. It's just a lot of talking and very oh very God. nuanced. You have to not... read. That doesn't sound like your type of comic. Yeah, but, but yet you Greg, really like he it. He really likes Greg Smallwood. I do he really does like Greg really Smallwood. Like, yes, I does. like comics where there's talking. I don't like comics that have heavy dialogue that isn't necessary. This is like actual. <laughs> this is like actual conversation, like dialogue. I'm fine with that. Okay. I don't like exposition dialogue. This okay. is like actual human interaction dialogue okay. done okay. well. I have no issue with that at all. So, uh, um, yeah, it's pretty good. I would check it out. I, human target. But the problem is this is only the first half, and so there's another half coming. Oh, well, hell, that sucks. They took a hiatus. But you should definitely started, read it. I'm sure they started working they on the started, second half. No, I think seven's come out. Yeah. It's coming. Nice. Usually they do those as one book, but I guess they wanted to milk you for a little more cash. Well, so he did take kind of a break to get caught up, I believe. Oh, well, yeah, I'm sure. I don't think Smallwood can do a monthly book. No. Probably not. So That's what I'm saying. I yeah, I'm sure they took they a... kicked it out. I'm sure they got a head start and he still needed a break. To is, what the, is what they'll probably do, which I hope, I, I hope they do it. 
when they get the 12th issue out, they're just going to put out a big one with 1 through 12. And then you're going to be fucked. Cause you're no, have they buy, won't do that. They're going to make a volume like, 2. No. But after they do the volume 2 in like a year, they'll put out like a complete one. Oh, I'm I sure. hope they just do a 1 through 12. Nice. No, they won't do that. I read the bunker. Did you read volumes all three, one, two, three volumes? Oh, hell yeah. Did... Did you see why I would be confused if I jumped oh, yeah. into two and three without? Yeah, I, in fact, I was going to say that I was like, "How the hell did you just jump into two and three without going having back recently to... read one?" Yeah, yeah, without going back did to that read book one. End? So is it over? There's a volume. No, four. there's going to be a volume four. It did not end. So that's when? what's really going to suck. It's out. I just don't have it. Uh, I'm sorry. There is a volume four that I don't have. Uh, I picked these up at that comic show for like gotcha. five bucks. They didn't have a volume four. I'll have to pick it up elsewhere. Uh, yeah. Okay. But so yeah, volume one you really need because honestly, volume, back to your talked about you know what just dialogue and exposition you know whatever. Volume one has all that. That is all set up. It's everything else. And then two and three are purely like progression. It, I don't even know if it's progression. It's just a flat out chase. In, is what I feel like, yeah. you know, through a lot of it. So it's not a whole lot of detail, you know, in some ways. It's just really just trying to further the story to wherever they want to go with yeah. the whole timey-wimey aspect. So, yeah, I, um, if you didn't go, hell, it had been so long since I read this one. I don't know. I, I, I really admit I didn't even try to go into two or three. I just went right into one first yeah, that's what and, and reread it. And then I went in. The funny thing was, is that, man, for, you know, one thing about this is it's got the nice thick paper, you know, yeah. which makes it seem longer than it actually is. But the other thing is, is that, like I said, the first one is a little bit, I felt a little bit slower read because there's a lot of Explanation setup they're setup. doing. Yeah. But the other two, I mean, I guess there's some, there's quite a few in there, but man, they'd like to do some great big old pages, you know, of just, you know describe you know just showing what somebody's doing yeah. you know and things of that nature and not really a whole lot of words you know and stuff they went really quick i was surprised i yeah. mean i think i got through I, each one of the volume two and three probably under an hour i think know, that's why things. i just powered through so i'm like oh these are going pretty fast i'm sure it'll start coming together they do go i thought they went pretty fast but yeah i did need that first one to kind of help set me up for the rest i don't know i mean it's it's maybe I'm a little unsure because I don't know how it all ends up. It's tiny whiny type aspect. I mean, basically the bunker. Read it. You've read the, all of them. I don't fucking remember. It. Okay. Well, <laughs> basically with the bunker, I mean, there's like a bunker and it's a time thing and they go in the future or something. That's all I remember. But... Yeah. So I mean, th there's there's a bunker that has a bunch of information about these people that happen to find the bunker, but it's telling their future. Right. Is what it's doing, and so they're trying to figure out, hey. What the heck is this, you know, true or not? And then, lo and behold, one of the people that was down there in the bunker, one of the younger versions, his older version somehow hitched a ride into the bunker as well. And so he's there with them. So in trying to make sure certain things happen so that he can not only avoid some of the missteps of the future, but keep the power that he has in the future as well. And so he's he's trying to play this fine line, you know, type stuff. And that's kind of how things are going through here, you know, is, you know, trying to figure out, do they trust, should you trust certain things, you know, what other type of backstabbing's happening, you know, and how this one individual is trying to change the past to 
he what he feels help the future so um mm. but it's like i say it's not too bad um it's it, not too bad but not i i really bad. feel like i need to it's one of those ones in which it'll be interesting to see if they can stick the landing or not you know especially after the third volume it felt like there's a little bit maybe it sounds weird but it's almost a floundering type thing you know a little bit like one to move but yet not too fast like they got to throw some other things in there that i don't know that i really needed to know i thought i could always already kind of infer you know but for like the sake of beating you over the head they were like oh yeah we'll definitely show this out there so that you don't have to guess you know or something so which is okay i can understand that too but it just makes it seem like get to the damn point you know and sometimes mm -hmm. too so i don't know i i, I guess that maybe that is a good thing. I am liking the the character, the overall, I think, storyline. When the hell did you read that? Uh, I read it on Monday night. Jesus. That's what I said. It was a fairly quick read. Yeah, fucking Saturday, you're like, I read shit. And then you just crank out three fucking trades. Yeah, I know. I read, uh, what was it? That one on Sunday and this on Monday. And I even actually finished Fables on Sunday. Because when I had talked to you on Saturday, I'd only gotten through, like, a couple of issues of Fables. Hmm. So. Wow. Your Sunday was very different than my Sunday. My Sunday was kind of nice. It was just kind of a lazy day. I don't have a damn Comic-Con that I'm planning. All I got to do is price things, and hell, I'm already, like, mostly uh, like, done that. price things? So. That's weird. And if you want to, like, ever leave the booth like you did last year, yeah, you need to price things. So otherwise, I just sell everything for a dollar. That's fine. Okay. You <laughs> don't care. I'm a. I have like one, two, three, four, five, six, six seven. I want to hear about Little Miss Monsters. Alright. I read that. So I'm gonna redo these in revert in order of goodness. So the worst is gonna be first. Oh. Worst is first. Little Monsters was my favorite. So oh. I'm gonna do last. that last. The Grave Diggers is on top. So Grave Diggers Union. It looked interesting. The art. It does look cool. interesting. I don't love the art, but I it's okay. The art. It's that kind of simple, kind of almost Paul Pope meets Mike Magnolia kind of like style. Um, I didn't love it. I don't like the coloring a lot. It's that real weird kind of. I don't know. Not my deal. So anyway. It was kind of like supernatural, magic-y. The basic gist is there's like magic evil things in the world and there's a grave diggers union that basically fight against magic. And one guy's got like a thing up his ass because he lost his daughter and hasn't found her, but turned out she's like a witch and is like joined the Satanist side and trying to bring her about the end of the world, but he doesn't want to believe it. So he wants to go consult a witch to find out where his daughter is. And according to the union rules, you can't consort with witches because you're supposed to be fighting against evil magic and stuff. And so he and a couple of his buddies break the rule anyway, and they go on this basic wild goose chase to hunt down his daughter, who's all trying, who's in part of some like rich person cult, like all these rich, powerful people want to bring about the end of the world. And she is the, his daughter is the catalyst or the, what do you call it, the medium to do that. And so it's basically them trying to track her down and stop it and she's like you know doing cult into the world type stuff i don't know it just didn't feel that original to me it wasn't that compelling nothing just really grabbed me so hmm. it's kind of a it's kind of a pass for me this is going to go in the cell pile so if you think that sounded cool come to air capital comic-con you're going to get this super <laughs> cheap you really sold that for everybody yeah i might so yeah so yeah there you go 
Because that's what I need. This and one, everything else is pretty good, so they're just ranked, but it doesn't mean they're bad. Uh, Joy Operations. Uh, this is the new Brian Michael Bendis book hmm. um, through Dark Horse. It's an original series. The art is by Stephen Byrne. And I guess he did some Legion of Superheroes stuff with Bendis over at DC. His art's really good, solid. He does the coloring as well, and he's just really... I mean, it's it's a very modern style. You know, it's kind of clean lines with a lot of the rendering done through the coloring. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, this story, it's like a futuristic thing. And basically in the future, there's these different uh, sort of leaders of different cities. And there's like six of them that are like each six metro. Because there's huge metropolitan areas. And there's like six ones, I assume, in the country. Maybe it's in the world. It's not really clear. Um, and they each run thing. Well, one of the leaders is trying to like start a new city. And she's kind of going against... Uh, the rules by doing that and so the other leaders each leader has kind of like it's almost like lazarus i would say you know how they like each leader has their own like top bodyguard person well in this one it's this lady called joy she's the top bodyguard for this leader well somehow they hijack her brain and send one of their top bodyguards from the other cities or groups and like send that send that person into her brain so there's like it's talking to her in her head and it's trying to take over her brain and convince her that her leader that she's loyal to is actually not good and to like turn against her. Hmm. And of course she's loyal because that person has treated her well, even though what they're saying is not right. And so it's, that's the basic gist of it. And so, I mean, I hopefully I kind of explained it. It's fairly yeah. complex. And the, I guess the one detriment here is he never really explains how this world works. He does it just through, um, just through context. You know what I mean? Like there's never every a real good explanation of how this is set up or what the technology or how it works or anything. He just throws stuff out there and you as a reader just have to kind of roll with it. Roll with it and figure out as much as you can just through contextual clues. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's not a lot of leading you by the hand. And it is your typical Bendis where it's very dialogue heavy. Like mm. and it's that snarky kind of, you know yeah. he's trying to be cute all the time with the little wit witty repartee witty. stuff. Yeah. And so it's very and of course you've got a main character with another character's voice in her head. So I mean that's like, you know, catnip to Bendis, you know, he's got two voices in this girl's head talking to each other, you know, so it's like he's all over that because he can just have all this fun little witty repartee, you know, between the two things. But, yeah. but Bendis is good at dialogue, so it's very it's pretty well done. Like it's not bad. It's just a lot of is it. It's all one self contained story. Or it is. It is. It is. It's it's, it's not a start of something. It's fairly self contained. I'm sure it's set up to where you could probably do more. But yeah, it was actually just a five issue kind of finished thing. Almost a series thing. So I mean, cool. I don't know if his plan is to expand yeah. it or do more, but um, it's He's definitely. Huh? Well, he likes that. Bendis. I do like Bendis. And the art's actually so. really good. It's a pretty solid book. It's just, it's not my favorite Bendis, but I mean, even mediocre Bendis is better than a lot of other stuff. Um, the other book I read, We Have Demons. This is Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. I believe they did this as a comicsology original, and then Dark Horse has now collected it. So it's three issues. You know this? I have bought single issues, yes. I figured so. Did it's you just by issue one and three, <laughs> probably. It's three issues, but the issues are like super thick, so it's like 
not as short as three issue sounds. Kind of looks like Man Thing. It's nothing like Man Thing. <laughs> so the basic gist is there's this wow. girl and her father is Man Thing. And her mother were like demon hunters, but she never knew it. And then her father dies, and then she has to take up the mantle is of that Capullo demon hunting. Art? Is that what you're it saying? is Capullo art. So the art is pretty amazing, great, obviously, because Capullo uh, is one of the top of his game, one of the top of his game artists and the current people who are actually cranking out sequential art. He's one of the best, obviously. Um, so art's super solid. It's a lot of demons and monsters, which Capullo loves to draw. A lot of action, I would say, slicing up demons and stuff. There's a lot of setup. Like the first probably 20, 30 pages, it's really just giving you all the backstory, hmm. which isn't bad. It's done in a very fairly entertaining I was gonna way. Say, it looks like there's still a lot of action. In those there is. So, I mean, it's, not, it's done well. Through. And so it's not like a problem. Hmm. But uh, it turns out that the gist of it is there's like a some kind of metal that came from the. There's like metal or there's. Something on the earth which causes darkness and creates demons and, like, the bad part of mankind, right? And it kind of spawns demons, so there's demons all over the world. Kind of like Outcast. Kind of. No. But there's also this, like, something that comes from space, some kind of metal that comes to space. And there's a very limited supply of it, but what they have, they've used to make weapons that can you can use to mm. kill demons. Okay. But there's only, like, seven or eight of these people left and seven or eight of these weapons left after, you know, thousands of years, the rest have been lost or whatever. And so there's a very small amount of this metal to make demon hunters. And there's a lot of demons just spreading all everywhere. So they're kind of losing. So the gist of the story is they think there's more metal that's going to come to earth at a certain time. And so they want to get there and catch the metal. Then they can use the metal to make more weapons and create more demon hunters and start to turn the tide against the demons. So that's your basic, you know, cool. MacGuffin or whatever. There you go. But, uh, yeah, it's really good, fun, solid. Can't wait to read it I mean, in a year. It's pretty cool. I enjoyed it. We have demons. Scott wants that one. Do I? Oh, yeah. Okay. You'll love it. It's action. It's incredible. Yeah. Doom Volume 2. I think that's gone home with you, too. Yeah, he hasn't read Volume 1. And this is all slice of life. Scott won't like this. <laughs> I don't care about people's lives. Come so on. I can just jump in on two. It's Incredible Doom Volume. I don't remember two. You talking about number one. You don't? No. Maybe this one, I, I don't even. It's hard to. It's so hard to describe because it's generally, really just. Generally, when he sees uh, Slice of Life, that's usually when I pick up whatever he talked about before and flip through, it. through it. And you fade out and play on your computer. So I think it's no, set when you talk. in the late 80s, <laughs> Fair enough. early 90s, where, like, does everybody remember BBSs, like bulletin boards on the Bulletin board service, yeah. Yeah. So it's like then, these, there's this group God, of kids that have... Ever, I don't barely remember doing that, though. Jesus, that was a long time ago. So there's this group of kids in that time era, and they're into BBSs, well, right. and they have like... They live in this house with like these other kids, so it's kind of like with runaways, and but some of them are older, and anyway, so it's kind of like a communal type house with these kids who kind of don't really fit in with with society but some of them actually go to school, high school still you know whatever um and they're all into computers and bbs's but they also have like their own band you know the band lives in the house that's kind of what the house revolves around <laughs> and so like what? it just reminds me of a Where, place i lived place yeah <laughs> so there's this one girl who it basically back there's this one girl who basically ran away from home she's kind of like the main character i would say and she's 
living in this house. She found her way here in the last volume and she's kind of hanging out and she loves it because she's, she feels like she's part of something. It's kind of like a gang for nerds kind of thing, you know, and she kind of feels like she's part of it and she likes it. And then she has a boyfriend who she met online and he runs away from home to come hang with her at the house. And so it's kind of about their relationship, but then there's other characters at the house and we get to see, you know, how they're kind of a, each character gets their own sort of spotlight and see how they're evolving and why they're there and what they're, what makes them unique and all that good stuff. But the art's really good. The storytelling's really good. It's got some interesting uh, character development stuff. Um, but I thought it was really well done. I enjoyed it. The first volume was similar-ish. This one, it, you know, resolves a few things, kind of leaves you on a cliffhanger. So the characters go through some stuff. I'm guessing, yeah. I think this is a long-term type story they're trying to tell. But it's a pretty thick book. And there's it is a pretty lot. thick. But it moves fast because <laughs> it's a little bit smaller than your average comic. And so you have fewer panels. And they definitely use a lot of non-dialogue panels to kind of yeah. create mood and stuff. Um, it's got a cool coloring of like a kind of dual tone with blues and grays. I mean, it's... It's color, but not color, I guess you can say. But, I don't know. It's pretty cool. I enjoy it. From I like that kind of stuff. Cool. It's kind of like a period where I I kind of was around, but I don't remember all the details about, like, BBSs. I remember getting on BBSs, but I wasn't, like, super into it like these guys were. So. But if you thought that was boring, you're going to hate this one. Always Never. This is by Jordi LaFaber. Where did you find this hat? Dark Horse Comics published it. Okay. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Where did you find this hat? It was in Diamond. So this but book... I mean, just, you just look in there and go, hey, this looks like something oh, that I've never shit. heard of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this looks well, you read the synopsis. It sounds kind of fun. So this book is very interesting. So first of all, it's... I think it's 12 chapters. No, 20 chapters. <laughs> 20 oh, chapters. 20. But it starts with chapter 20, and oh, it ends with God. chapter 1. So it goes okay, back. It goes it's about backwards. these these two Damn characters that are sort of star-crossed lovers. Like, they fell in love very young, but for whatever reason, their lives took different paths. Mm -hmm. And so the first chapter, chapter 20, is them finding themselves after they're all both retired and kind of, you know where they're kind of in that point of their life where they've kind of Mellow. moved on towards the last phase of their life and they finally reconnected, you know. But it's, it's a lot more complicated than that because they've of reconnected. Course. But then as you go back through time, you see that, well, the girl, she's married and has like a daughter and a granddaughter. And she's still married, but she's in love with this guy. Hmm. And so it goes back. And then the guy, he's, uh, he's kind of a... He owns like a bookstore that his parents had, but he ran off for a long time and he's a physicist and he wanted to like get his physics degree and get his doctorate and he has a dissertation he's been working on for 20 years, you know, and he's he's been traveling the world and doing like marine science stuff too because he's hmm. been on a, like a ship just traveling around, you know, Alaskan waters, whatever, some kind of Arctic place. So, I mean, it's... So then the as you go through the chapters, you see in reverse order, how they got there, you know, and how they're, and it's not until the very last couple chapters actually see how they first met and got together the first time, you know, and how they kind of, 
And throughout the years, they kind of kept in touch through letters and phone calls here and there, you know. But, you know, nothing was... They never, like, hooked up after she was married. Like, she was never unfaithful or anything. But, you know, he's always been there as, like, a part of her life, but not, like, a physical part of her life. You know, Mm -hmm. they've always had that connection through both their lives, you know. And so it's just kind of interesting character thing about these two people who were in love but then went different paths for whatever reason like she got into politics became like the mayor of the town that they're in or whatever you know and he did his thing and And he was traveling the world yeah so i don't know it's kind of interesting i thought it was well done Uh, it got a little i don't know i don't want to say wordy but it got it seemed like it dragged a little bit at a certain point i think they could have tightened up a little bit but you know it's that i think it's european initially and I like how the European style, they tend to do a lot of, like, cartooning of the face where it's a lot of emoting and stuff and acting, you know, and they spend a lot of time, you know, really working on the facial expressions and making them, you know, fit the story. Whereas, you know, some superhero comics, every character has basically two facial expressions, you know, surprise or... Earth constipated, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I enjoy that it's, it's a little more closer to what I would say animation, you know what I mean, where you yeah. have a lot more of that kind of emoting throughout, which I always enjoy. I think it's cool, and especially with this kind of story, it works well, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed that one. Always never. And then Little Monsters, what Don wanted to talk about. Did you yep. finish this? Uh, yeah. So, Little Monsters, good old post apocalyptic. There's this group of Young kids who have been living in the same town, city for like, I don't know, I think 300 years or something. Long time. Because they're vampires. So they were made vampires towards the end of this post-apocalyptic, when the world started going post-apocalyptic. And the people who made them say, hey, stay here, don't leave the city, just live on rats, you know, until we come back and get you. Well, now they left them for 300 years. And the kids have these weird routines where they still, like, play tag and hide-and-seek and just weird, like, kid games. Like, they've never grown up or evolved into any kind of maturity or whatever. They're, like, it's kind of like a Lord of the Flies kind of thing, but they're vampires. Well, then, of course, you know, they've been eating eating rats, subsisting on that, because they're not supposed to leave the town. Well, finally, some humans stumble into their city. I mean, it's post-apocalyptic, but there's still some humans around. So humans stumble into the city, and... I don't know, I think the one human, he like a building falls on him and he gets trapped. And then one of the guys, one of the more mischievous, a little more of a rebel of one of the vampires, he finds him and decides, hey, maybe he can smell him or maybe he's bleeding from the fall. He decides to eat some, drink some human blood. Well, it turns out human blood is a lot better than rat blood. Yeah, so he goes back and he gets his, some of his buddies say, hey, dude, there's a human. You got to taste it. It's the best thing ever. Ever. ever and so they go and feast on this guy and then the guy's We've been eating spam this is prime rib buddy that's right and then the guy's daughter shows up and she befriends the vampires who are not really into eating human blood who are a right. little more moral so now you've got two factions of these little monsters you've got one faction that's like dude we need to find some more people we need a feast because this stuff is good there's got to be more people out there and the other people are like dude <laughs> Dude, what is that? We like the way things are. We don't need to rock the boat. This is not what we want to do. You're not following what they told us. Blah blah blah. So there's a little bit of a division in the thing, and so the the troublesome ones they decide to go out and find more humans. Where can we get some more lion? And they get 
and of course things go they find humans and they get some food but they also bad things happen because obviously humans fight back and whatever whatever so that's the gist i think i don't know how many there's going to be but this that's one, the best one and you put it back but uh this one is uh it'll uh we'll see where it goes like i said it's on a cliffhanger yeah Cool. But it's Jeff Lemire, Dustin Wynn. Dustin Wynn uh, did uh, Descender and Ascender. I think I talked about Jeff it Lemire. the week you were gone. So, oh. um, Dustin Wynn. That's going to be the, a, a rolling type of thing for the rest of the year, isn't it? I think well, we talked about this when you were gone. <laughs> no, I seriously instead, <laughs> instead of I doing the watercolor that he did in Descender, which Don did not care for, he does a real cool, more of a grayscale type thing. He does, yeah. And I really enjoyed it. I thought, black it, and white I thought and it really... Red all over. Yeah, I thought the art was really solid, good. I enjoyed uh, his different style. I enjoyed the watercolor, too. I didn't have a problem with it, but this is really solid. Well, much well. like you were talking about with the Europe, it almost has that kind of European feel, just looking there a little bit. A little bit, bit you know, yeah, definitely. So, with the facial expressions and things. But like most Lemire books, like the characterization is really good. The stories just move just perfectly. Like the, you know, uh, the pacing is perfect. You know, mm. he's just, he's just, he's just one of those guys, kind of like Brubaker. He just understands how pacing works and how to make it interesting for me. Like he just hits the right notes for me, mm. what I'm looking for in a comic. And I wasn't sure about this because, I mean, the premise didn't really sound that great to me because it's like, okay, kid vampires, whatever. And, post-apocalyptic oh great again but i just thought the execution was above above and beyond so i really enjoyed it it was pretty solid hmm. not nice. solid it was very good i liked it cool so, yeah yeah i'll take it all right he's take me it. On it. i mean it, it's lemire you can't say no really i mean it's he's such a lemire is so solid i think like you said other than a few couple missed like that snow angels i didn't care for that that much it was readable but it wasn't like anything blow me away hmm. but hmm. But yeah, I think you'll like it. It's pretty solid. Probably so. All right. I think that's all I had. Fables. 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 I was wrong when I mentioned the last week that I thought this was the end of Mr. Dark. There's yes, you more. were. So, yes, I was wrong. Yes, you were wrong. I noticed that as soon as I pulled it out and go, God damn it, there's one more with his asshole. So, I don't know. I just, if I remember right, this is kind of the area that I wasn't all that fond with because once... Geppetto gets taken care of and things. There's some pretty good parts here and there, but they had that whole Fable crossover. They got Mr. Dark, who is so-so from a villain perspective, but just never really quite the charisma of Geppetto, Geppetto. you know, type things. Man, well, the stakes are, aren't don't seem quite as high either, you know? Like, well, but they but try to, they because, try I mean, to, they're but... killing people left and right, and he's eating their teeth and whatever the heck else, but, yeah, I don't know. And I guess there's just something more interesting about them trying to reclaim their homelands because they were banished you know, I perhaps guess, yeah. i mean yeah and this one that he's trying to hit the monday world or yeah. whatever else i mean seems like yeah there's no way this is going to work out very well for yeah, you so it doesn't have the same know, epic feel I that's think. there is a bit of that too so i don't know that i do have some issues with that a lot of this one in particular is dealing with rose red we get and, all of her backstory and a lot of God, her backstory bitch is she She's all right. She's kind of annoying. Yes, I would. Think. I like Rose Red. Really? But yeah. I'm not too so when she goes to the kingdom and has like just people killed. Oh yeah, she's fun. definitely. Yeah, she's no, fun. I don't really well, like that because she's I like current off at Rose her Red. I like current Rose Red. But here's my question: 
we kind of knew most of the story, like the general thing, like, yeah. you know, did we, we can, really did we really need three detail? or four issues of that exactly. detail? I mean, I don't know it's got Buckingham art, and it's actually well done, I thought. I enjoyed yeah. it, but it's like, is it really necessary? I mean, not really, but I mean, it wasn't um, bad. I think I that's part of the problem, too. The dwarves were kind of a-holes. I did like Kind of they, a-holes? When they, when they thought she was dead, they're like... I would just throw a body over here. We're going to keep it far enough away from our house so it doesn't start to stink. Yeah. But I really enjoy Rose Red when she, like, comes out of her funk and, yeah, like, calls her and, like, early. kicks the town back into gear. And I'll says, talk with each one of you so or whatever, who, you know. Buddy. Did we ever find out who was talking to her, pretending to be her mother? No. Did no, they, they did a weird It's some type of reveal. weird... I assume we find out later? I don't know that you ever find out. Come on, Willingham. You can't leave us on that cliffhanger. I don't know. I don't know. I don't they did know the... that it really mattered. Well, it doesn't matter, but they did this weird thing where it's like, who are you? And then she sees it, and she's like, oh. She's like, oh. And then we never get to find out. Oh. It's boy blue. I thought that was kind of weird. Like, here. Oh. Wow. I mean, you're not going to tell us what the wow was? That's kind of cheesy. It's just God. Who knows? God. God. It's God. So, Yeah. I thought that was cool. And then, so then we get that, and then we get Mr. Dark and Tottenkinder, Bellflower now, or whatever her name is. He's going to go one-on-one with Mr. Dark. A fight. Challenge to a duel. And so that was mostly in issue 100, Who does that? that, Well, the fight is mostly issue 100. 99 is the one with uh, the North... He you comes know, and talks comes to him and, and tells him that him she's going to do it. And that type of thing. So why does Buckingham's art look so different in 100 than the other issues? Did anybody else notice that? I don't know that I really thought that. No. Like, it's either the coloring is different. Like, right, look at this dog. Doesn't that totally look like Kevin Nolan? Right there. Sort of, kind of. Okay. Sort of, kind of. And I felt like the art looked a little different. Cool, I liked it. But there's something mm. a little different. I don't know, I don't know if they colored Mine, it differently. Mine or... doesn't seem to be quite as... Maybe they put it on stock or paper. or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yours does look a little different. So anyway, I thought that issue of the battle was pretty cool where she's fighting him and throwing spells it at is. him. It is. And then it's like you think, oh, they've defeated him. They defeated him. And, and then... I thought that was kind of weird. No. And then he just breaks out like a six pages later. Yep, they didn't quite... And then now do they lose... Fable Town, but then they lose the farm too. It's like, yep, they know where they are, and so now they're going to go hide in Haven. So I thought that was kind of weird. So, was, did you get your cutouts for your. Yeah, game? I had the cutouts in there. I didn't cut them out. Did you get that long freaking. Did you get the freaking. I got the pro story. I didn't read it. Oh, yeah. Army. I didn't what? read the pro story. You did you read the pro story? I did read was it. it I barely no. had time to get finished. Because it was written by Buckingham and illustrated by Willingham. Yeah. I, I mean, all it is is a Pinocchio story and the fact that Pinocchio found his little toy wooden soldiers and he gives them to Geppetto. And Geppetto goes. Uh, basically, they're like the evil version of the little people, you know, type things. Because they are, they were made from magic wood, and so now they're listening to their masters. So he's got now little spies. Did um so? Yeah, was, I don't know why they didn't just end the Mister Dark story there. I thought it w- was satisfying at that point. I don't know is why the I had to back for another one? Is the because uh, he needed something to keep going for a little while before he could think of his next damn arc. I is what's know. her face? Is she a plant? Or did they really leave her behind and she's going to betray him? Oh, I think they really left her behind and she didn't betray him. I think so. why we had that scene with oh, Snow White mean, being a dick. Yeah, to being kind of a pain in the ass. Miss Spratt or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's, she's turned tail. She's evil now. 
Mm. She went to the dark side. Does well, I thought that crow was supposed to burn everything that would lead lead him to them. In but my he burn her compendium, the next thing in there is the Were Wolves of the Heartland or whatever. Oh, like graphic novel book. Yeah. Do you guys have that? Are we reading that? Um, is that in know. your trade? No, it's not in my trade. It's its, it's, its own trade. It's its own trade. I've got it, I think, somewhere, but I may have to look and see if I even I don't know how it. critical it is. It's like called Werewolves of the Heartland or something? I don't think that it was all that critical of things. Huh. Werewolves in the Heartland. Jim Fern does the layouts. Um, it's your favorite guy. I know. Is it? Is it about... Um, What's his face going out into the earth because he wants him to stay there? Oh, it could be. It could Walk be about him. Earth. Well, no, it looks like it goes back to like Hitler and Nazis and oh, stuff. Oh, that looks good. So, I don't know. It's man. its own trade? I believe yeah. it was its own like hardcover book. It was. I it wasn't know. a trade. It was like its own like offshoot. Thing. It was its own little graphic novel card thing. And I know I've I had it, but I don't know if I still do. I don't know. I'll have to look. Right. Well, I'll read it either way because it's next to my book, but we don't have to talk about it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <sighs> it's wolves in the Heartland. Okay, I'll have to try to remember that. The next one's Super Team. Oh, is that what we're doing? I would assume so. Cool. It's not. It's one of the shorter graphic novels anyway. Thank God. And I'm pretty sure it is the end of Mr. Dart. Thank don't God. Don't tease us like that, Scott. Well, is there another big bad after Mr. Dark, or he's just basically wrapping up the internal stuff at that point? After that, he's just wrapping up all the internal stuff. I don't remember that. I, I don't remember another actual big bad, per se. I think Maybe it's, he learned his lesson. It's then, yeah, then I think he's going back to deal with just all the characters all, all set up. So plot threads. Different little dangling. people that are kind of turning bad and whatever else. Because there were a couple it, honestly, developments what he, here. What he really ends up doing... Is he goes back to his bread and butter being, you know, Snow and Wolf, Wolf and going back to their kids and then trying to say, okay, what are their um, futures, you know, gotcha. type stuff. Uh, Babes in Toyland, I think, is coming up. And that's like the best, in my opinion, of all of them. Wow. Uh, of this, of don't build it up for me. I don't so. think they're going to be done with the uh, new one before we get finished. That's fine. Probably not. So we'll have to come back to it. We can come back to it. I thought about something we should read next, but I don't remember. But that's my recollection, that there's not necessarily a oh, big boy. bad. I think they just keep tying up all the other stuff that he's got. Or, you know, yeah. continuing on with some of these. Which is, you're right, he may have learned his lesson and go, eh, well, this didn't work out quite as well. So. I still think it's fairly entertaining, but yeah. I thought there were some cool developments here. Like, the North Wind found out that... Snow White There's had a, a Zephyr. Zephyr. Yeah. That was a big and thing. He's not happy about that. In the very end, uh, I guess Beauty and Beast Baby is like can transform into a yeah. beast, which was kind of cool. I don't know if that's that relevant. Or I don't know either, but it's just funny. It's fun. It's got it's six, arms. Like six, six arms. Six arms. And not knitted, knitted, knotted. Yes. Okay. That mm-hmm. totem kind or whatever and kind of predicted there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, and the freaking witches, the freaking Ozma and her crew or whatever, and the fucking cat. That's great. Yeah, I like the cat. Yeah. Cool. All right. Anything else? Any go-backs? Go-back, Dom? Do you mm. want to go-back his now? No. 
I'm gonna go home and go to bed. Weird. What? Why would you All do right. that? Thanks for listening, everybody. I think you got to prepare for a Comic Con. A couple weeks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.